Hey, what's up, everyone? Today on the podcast, I'm going deep with a good friend of mine, Andrew Fraser. Andrew's an actor and a hypnotherapist, and he's recently played a major supporting role in a feature film, his debut feature film, Western Culture. Now, he played um, a detective in this, and he really went into depth about uh, the way he played his character and how deeply involved he got with this role. And his struggles to actually come out of, out of it and uh, find himself afterwards, uh, which is, was quite an interesting chat. He's also performing in a play at the moment, playing 10 different characters. So he also spoke about that. Uh, one of the major talking points that we did discuss was his training that he did with world-renowned acting coach Larry Moss. That's Leonardo DiCaprio's acting coach. And the extreme personal and performance breakthroughs that he had during these workshops over a couple of years because he trained with them twice. And it was a absolutely fascinating conversation. And I just sat there and let him talk and, and I really got a lot from it. And I'm, I'm damn sure you will do too. But it's just a funny thing that we do as actors and you really tear yourself down to the bare bones and then build yourself up constantly. And yeah, it's it's a it's a hell of an endeavor to go down, but that's what we do, and we do it because we love the art form. Without further ado, please welcome my friend Andrew Fraser. You're now about to go deep with Dan Good. Andrew, what's going on, brother? Danny, um, not that much, man. Um, well, I suppose it's a bit of a lie, I guess. I suppose there's a bit going, you got on, a lot going on, man. Come yeah. on, don't be modest. Oh, well, uh, you know, you're uh, a bit shy, you know, first time uh, <laughs> being, being interviewed. Well, uh, there's one way to do that. Cheers, oh, man. Cheers. Good to see you. Me too, brother. Some nice <laughs> organic Shiraz there. Yeah, that is nice. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's, um, that's a good start. Yeah. <laughs> So what do you get on at the moment? You're doing a theatre production? Yeah, I'm just um uh, just working on a play. Um at the moment. Um had a had two shows uh yesterday, had a matinee and uh an evening show. Yeah. Um uh, last night in Fortitude Valley. Um so yeah, it's just uh, sort of like the first day off in probably about like four or five days or so. So yeah, like a little bit sluggish, but yeah. um yeah, like it's it's been going really, really well uh so far. Like we've had some really fantastic reviews and like yeah it just seems to be getting better with each passing show so yeah. no that's good yeah so what's the play called uh it's called the laramie project um there was a movie uh, so it was a play written in like 2000 and there was a movie um adapted from it have you ever heard of it the no i haven't actually no uh so yeah it's about this um it's, it's a very serious play. Um, it's um, so uh, it's about this uh, town in uh, Wyoming in uh, in the USA, um, where in 1998 uh, there was a uh, gay university student uh, who uh, one night, whilst he was um, basically out at one of the local pubs, um, he was chatting to these two guys, and um, yeah, they thought is like a bit of a joke. Um, they thought that. Um, yeah, they thought uh, they'd teach him a lesson for coming on to straight people. Yeah. And uh, so what they did is they wound up, um, like, taking him away to, uh, like, this isolated spot and basically they, uh, like, tied him to a fence and uh, and uh, beat him and tortured him and, and robbed him. 
and um, he eventually passed away as a as a result of that. Um, but the um, sort of the aftermath of it um, received uh, like quite a lot of media attention um, in I mean in the US as well as worldwide. And uh, so about two years after after the incident happened, um, this theatre company from New York um, travelled to the town of Laramie and uh, they interviewed uh, about, I think it was like about 200 people uh, who were involved um, in some way or, a, or another or knew the victim or knew the, um, knew the defendants in the case. And, um, yeah, they, they wrote a play um, sort of based off... Um, yeah, everyone they interviewed um, yeah. own words. So, um, yeah, it is quite a serious play. And, um, yeah, even just trying to think about it right now and trying to think of, like, how to how to put it into words. Yeah. Um, Sounds quite heavy, that's for sure, yeah. Yeah, it, it certainly is. Um, it is really heavy. Um, but I also think it's... I do think it's like a very excellent play as well because um, it's, um, I know, so it's sort of in, in like um, in my experience with like plays and movies and, um, and you know, everything else, it's, I suppose I've always done stuff that's been, um, I suppose you go to see it for like the entertainment um, yeah. factor. And um, with this, this is probably like the first show I've really done that's had like quite a socially conscious um, meaning to yeah, it. And yeah. I mean, even though it is um, it's 2021 right now and um, there's, um, and obviously like there's been a lot of change since, since, the, um, uh, since 1998, um, you know, this is still a bit of a, a socially divisive um, subject, but um, at the same time, I think it's also... The thing I, I've really found on working um, on the Laramie project is I think it's um, I think it does a really excellent job of um, sort of I wouldn't say presenting every side of an argument in terms of um, well not an argument but um, opinions on, on divisive subjects yeah. um, but I think it does a really good job of um, of capturing sort of um, a multitude of views and um, and representing that in um, in relation to our sort of the gay rights movement, and I think it's still quite a and I, I think the reason why it's still being performed today and why I think it's still relevant today yeah is, for sure um, yeah, yeah couldn't be more relevant probably really with yeah everything these days you know yeah well I think um I think in twenty twenty one at the moment um. I think uh, sort of with like the with the rise of social media, uh, I feel like we've sort of. I mean, 1998 was a completely different time. I mean, um, it was like the early stages of the internet. But um, today, I think the um, the lines between um, communities, um, or like sort of, uh, I don't know, sort of like your people or your tribe, or like. Um, you know people's identities. I feel like um, that the that the lines between uh, groups are even more um, more hostile towards each other. Or yeah, I yeah. think so. Um, and yeah, and I think it's. I think the play does a really fantastic job of sort of talking about how it's. Uh, <laughs> Dan, you haven't, you haven't, you haven't even, yeah. 
I thought I was going to be the one who was um, who was going to be um, knocking things over, but um, yeah, Getting reckless. But, yeah, might be a little bit of last night at the same time. Oh, what did you get up to last night? Oh, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Oh, but right, right, right. <laughs> but no, let, let's stay on this uh, subject. Sorry, I just yeah. had to switch off um, something. It was echoing in the background. I oh, could hear it. No, that's all good. Um, Stickler for audio. Yeah, you were saying yeah. about the sort of the divide. Um, yeah. Um, in sexual preference or you think to I, different groups you were saying, yeah. Yeah, I think um, probably not so much. I mean, this is. I mean, my own personal opinion. Um, yeah. I think sexual preference is probably something that's not quite as. I mean, there's especially here in Australia. There's been um, like, especially since the advent of um, you know gay marriage being legalised. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there's been a lot of a lot of progress. I mean, things obviously aren't you know perfect, but yeah, yeah. I, I think there's been progress. There's been good progress. Yeah, they were a little slow behind the ball, um, but New Zealand legalised it a lot, um, a lot sooner. Right? Legalised is that the right word for it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. they were a little, they were a little yeah. way um, behind that, but um, they finally did it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, when was this? Um, oh, sorry, sorry. If you- uh, but yeah, so um, but yeah, I just uh, I feel like sort of like social media these days. I feel like people um, wear their colours or like wear their wear their groups. Um, like very much on their sleeves yeah. uh, these days. And I mean, not just from like a sexual preference um, like point of view, but I think also sort of like, um, you know, it could be anything from diet to like political views or, um, you know, even sports teams or, um, you know, professional athletes or things like that. Um, yeah. I, I feel like uh, we as a society have probably become more more accepting in, in some ways, but at the same time, like more divided, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think this play is like really important because I think it's sort of, I mean, the, the underlying message in it is sort of like, you know, how we can all sort of like operate, like, um, like together as a, as a, as a whole, as a whole community. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and I think, yeah, I think this play will be around for like a long time um, because yeah, I think it's I think pieces like this uh, are important to you know sort of help the the progress. Come I like current social issues and what have you that still still goes on. Yeah, from from that time. So w- what was the time period it was actually um, created or the plays actually playing out in? Uh, so it's set in 1998. In, oh, okay, right. Um, oh, so fairly recent times, yeah. Yeah, relatively recent. Okay, um, I thought it was. I got the guess that it was quite some time ago. You know, quite an old play. Uh, yeah, well, I suppose it's what 1998 was. What like about 30 years ago? What's 38? No, no. Uh, See, so this, this is 23 years ago. Yeah, this is why I, I became an actor. Maths definitely wasn't my strong yeah, suit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it was still a more current issue than, say, back in the 1900s, you know, or oh, anything previous. To then. That's why I, I thought the way you started off, that it was um, <laughs> like quite back in the day, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Um, before, well before you and I were alive, I thought. Um, but, yeah, okay, yeah, that, that's interesting. So, And the play's been performed several times, is that, or is this this certain creation of it, adapted uh, sort of um, play? Or Yeah, so it's been... Um, it's been since it's sort of um, first was staged uh, back in two thousand. Um, yeah. It's been, it is quite regularly performed yeah, um, okay. around the world, and um, I think in the UK at the moment it's part of like the the high school curriculum. Yeah. Um, so it's like um, 
it's like drama students in the UK have to read it as um, as part of like their studies. Um, yeah. I think there was even a production. There was a production of it last year here in Brisbane. Yeah. Um, and then obviously there's this production going on um, at the moment. Um, and yeah, um, I don't know. There, there might be other productions out there. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Can you just bring that mic a little closer uh, to yeah, you? Sure. I mean, don't block, block off your hand signals, but yeah. Oh, just, no, I just, I just want to hear your sweet voice a little louder, you know. Uh, well, I mean, uh, the audio. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was trying. I was trying to communicate with my hands. Yeah, yeah, know, no, that's so okay. It's, it's, it's those stage just actors, just, you know. Just watch out for the mic. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Um, so, in this uh, a certain uh, their version of the play or mm. the one that you're playing out, um, what sort of character or characters are you playing? Because by the sounds of it, there's been there's a few from what you've told me. Yeah, and, um, that's quite that's quite a lot. Yeah. Um, at the moment, um, I'm playing. Uh, it says in the script that I'm playing eleven characters, but I'm actually playing ten. But uh, we'll just we'll just say that I'm playing eleven. Is um, that one character's got two different characters within him? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was. Um, uh, we had we had to cut down like a, a couple of. Um, we had to cut out like some bits and pieces of the script because it's like a two and a half hour um, long show with yeah. like um, with like the full run of it. So um, yeah, one of my characters uh, wound up on the cutting room floor, but that was, that was fine. I was like, sweet, that's one less character yeah, okay. uh, to play. But uh, <laughs> well, this is okay when I have ten already. <laughs> yeah, ten already. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like the majority of the characters I play, um, ah, it's a little bit weird because they're all like. A bit older than than I am, so um, they're not different know. versions of the same character, are they? Or uh, no, 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 no. So they're, so they're all they're all different ten people, separate characters. Yeah, ten yeah. separate characters, yeah. um, and they're all yeah, and they're all based off re- real people as well. So uh, all the characters I played actually did exist um, and still do exist, um, and yeah, they're all about like ten to fifteen years older than me, which is. Um, yeah, I always knew I was an old man, but I didn't quite realize that I was uh, I was that that old that I was that old to be playing characters 10, 15 years older than me. But yeah, um, yeah there's um, I play a I play like a police detective. Um, he's uh, he's got like a very strong sense of justice. Uh, I play a couple of priests, uh, so a couple of religious figures. Um, head of a university. Um, Oh man, I've just had a complete blank uh, of all the characters that I play. Um, but yeah, I, I sort of play. Um, I suppose the best way I can sort of sum it up is like uh, characters either from like an educational or religious background, um, and there's just like that one character who's the who's the police officer. Um, oh, and uh, I play play two gay men um, as well. Um, yeah, so and it's been. It's actually quite a lot of fun. Uh, it's also like a little bit tricky sometimes because, um, yeah, obviously they've all got to have um, different personalities, different voices, different accents um, yeah. for all of them. And uh, there's been there's been um, there's been a few times uh, since it is like such a long show. Um, we sort of get to like the the two hour fifteen mark or something like that. And um, since it's um, it is quite an emotionally demanding piece and um, you sort of get to about like the two hour mark and like the concentration's sort of starting to get like a bit, um, a little bit shaky. And there's been, there's been a couple of times where, um, uh, yeah, I've been from the South and then I've gone to the North um, of, uh, yeah, I've gone from like Georgia to, um, to the Bronx in about the space of five seconds yeah. and rea- then realized I'm in the wrong part of the U S and then, oh, uh, no, in the accents then <laughs> <carried over. laughs> yeah. Um, well, there's been a couple of times where, um, 
oh, there's this there's a scene at the end. Um, we, we've got some absolutely incredible actors in it, and um, uh, there's some times because uh, most of us are on stage for the for the majority of the show. Yeah. Um, so we're sort of we're sort of like the um, I suppose the wallpaper, I guess uh, you'd call it. But um, yeah, there, there's a few times where I just get like so caught up in what someone else is doing, and um, and then I'm like, oh right, I've got to. I'm like, oh right, I've got to. I've got to go back out there. And yeah. um, is it, there's been a couple of times where I've like gone in with completely the wrong accent and being like, whoops, that's the that's the wrong accent. Yeah, other whoops. actors are looking <laughs> yeah. at you like, uh, uh, what's too bad? Well, I don't, I don't think anybody's picked up. Nobody said anything, but it's. Um, I've just the show must it, go on, right? You're just going to keep going. going. I mean, that's yeah. the thing with theatre. You're in a live performance with uh, an audience there and other actors to play off. So I mean, you just got to ad lib and go with the flow, right? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I admire yeah, theatre so. actors. That that part of it is it would be very tough, and especially playing so many characters like that i mean i can only imagine that's a bit of oh, that's, a uh oh, that's, kind of, that's, kind of, that's what kind of makes it fun yeah yeah you know, yeah well the challenging of, portion of it well not that it's not challenging anyway but that makes it a hell of a lot more challenging than just uh playing one character yeah yeah but um i don't know there's like it's such a rush to it though because yeah. it's kind of like before you um like sometimes when you go just before like the show starts you kind of think to yourself you're like all right it's just kind of like it's like standing in front of like just on like the edge of the diving board and being like all right here we go yeah here we go and um when you get to the end of it it's kind of like whoa it's like it's such a rush and um and yeah that's like what's kept me coming back to the like don't get me wrong i I love film uh and tv as well like i think think they're fantastic and like there's so much you can do with film and tv that you can't do in theater but like yeah yeah, no, theatre is just like, it's a rush, man. Yeah. It's a rush. So yeah. in a describable rush, like a, a lot different from the rush that you get from connecting with the scene partner for acting or, you know, doing a monologue yourself and getting really in depth with the the emotionality of the character. Is there a different connection because it's an audience there that you're connecting with uh, rather than the characters yeah. or what? what's that like, you know, the difference? Um, yeah, thank you for bringing up the audience because um, that's, I'll, I'll get around to that if I get sidetracked. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, like there, there's definitely like the um, sort of like when, when you're on film and TV and, and on stage, like when you're doing like the connections or like the uh, the monologues or like when you're – like I, I think that's where a lot of the crossover is when you're doing like the character stuff and um, and like when, when you have like the, those moments of connectivity or when you feel like you're really in the moment, um, that like really carries over um, between between both the mediums. Yeah. Um, but the – yeah, the audience is always a – I know, it's a bit like the Joker in the pack is, um, is having an audience there because it can be – it's always like chucking an unknown variable. Um, yeah into it so and i think that's with their reaction are you saying in that regard or yeah or, um yeah or lack of like yeah yeah um i'm just trying to think how to word this it's sort of um it's sort of just like an extra extra element yeah to it um i mean the the best way i can sort of describe it is um yeah, that I mean, like when you do, when you do stage, like sure you have all your actors there with you on the stage, but um, it's like the audience is there with you as well. And I mean that could be a 
yeah, it's always like an, un- an unknown variable. Like they, you know, you might, um, you might get a lot of laughs, uh, one night and then the next night, um, you know, they, they might be really sad or yeah. they, um, or, you know, they, there's, there's always something different. Um, and, and they, they, they say like, it shouldn't like affect your performance, but I mean, like it's, it does, it does affect the performance, yeah. but I mean, it's, um, I don't think it should be, I don't think you should pander to the audience or like try to, um, use that as an excuse or a crutch. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like, I don't know. It's just like an extra color that like. That you can choose to draw upon if you, if you feel the need. But yeah. I mean, how was that for you? I mean, cause I don't do a lot of theater, so that's why I'm curious. Um, well, we met, we met doing, doing theater. We did. Yeah. And we will get to that, but I'm, I am curious. Um, yeah. yeah. About how that is for you. Like, are you channeling it out most times? And I mean, it would be different for different portions of the characters you're playing in different um, parts of the play, right? Whether you're actually demonstrating and and um, projecting out to the audience, or a lot of the time you're playing off the actor that's um, that's next to you, you know, and it's kind of like that that connection through the eyes and everything. Because there's uh, different yeah. like that, right? There's some portions where you actually turn and break yeah. that third wall, if you if if you will, um, yeah. and and play to them mm-hmm. rather than be playing to the other person up, uh, beside you, which you're always doing in film yeah. and TV. Um, yeah, and I mean, it really. I suppose it kind of depends on like the the production or sort of and how, how it's structured. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I mean, sometimes there there are times when like yeah, you do um, you do deliver to to the audience, um, especially with scenes, uh, especially like when you're doing monologues or or things like that. Um, but I think the a lot of the um, a lot of the correlation between the two is um, is yeah, is having that connectivity um, with like the other actor and, um, and like being emotionally available or emotionally present with them. But it's kind of like uh, intimacy is the word that's that's popping up because it's kind of like, you know, when you're, when like you're allowing yourself to be seen with another person, um, you know, that can that's quite a very intimate thing. But yeah. when the uh, when the audience is there as well, it's kind of like, you know, you've got all these extra people with you who are who are seeing that that intimacy, and it's, um, I know I had a teacher say to me once. Um, he said, people don't go to the theater or, or watch movies or TV um, because they want to see a story. They go uh, watch those things because they want to see themselves. They want to see those aspects of being human. Yeah. Um, you know, being... Um, something yeah, up something. inside of them that they can relate to the characters or yeah. what's going on in the play, yeah. Yeah. It's the same with film as well in, in that regard. Yeah. Like I know I watch movies from a standpoint of not being a performer, of being a viewer, you know, and being engrossed in what I'm watching and, you know, you gravitate gravitate towards the things that you can relate to yourself or those characters or some things that are probably the furthest um, part from you because it's entertaining that aspects that aren't you, you know, like a serial yeah. killer or something, you know, yeah, serial it's killer, it. are you? But uh, well, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, no one took I did grow up on a, on a farm, but mm. um, no, that was the, um, yeah, that, that was, 
I was always like, no, nope, I can't be bothered going to prison for that. For that, so uh, yeah, no, no, there'll be no serial killings around here, <laughs> except good. for that's um, good to know. Uh, except for Weepix. That's that's the only serial I kill. Oh, oh shit! It's <laughs> 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 uh, a good one. I haven't actually heard that before, as uh, corny as it is. Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, usually I hear the corny jokes a lot, but uh, that's a good one, Drew. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, what were we saying? Uh, uh, well. Uh, uh, just that, relating to the characters and things in the audience as well. But um, like you said before, uh, we, we did meet on the theatre. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was my only, or well, actually opera to be precise. Yes, it was, it was an opera. That was you have time. a beautiful singing voice. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I didn't really sing. But, um, yeah, we were we were playing background soldiers in the main part of uh, the performance, Agrippina, we yep. were doing. Um, that actually won, what was uh, it, about five or seven Helpman Awards, I yeah. think, which are like the, what, the, the Queensland Theatre Awards, oh, I guess. No, no, no. If I beg your pardon, are I they? could say. No, um, no they're, they're the Australian Theatre Oh, really? Awards. Yeah, okay, so I'm even like, more surprised now. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's like, um, yeah, so like. It's um, a big deal. It's yeah, a big, it's a big I know deal. There was like, like the main cast were from overseas, right? Yeah. Um, which was, yeah, it was pretty awesome and quite crazy to see. Oh, man, I just spilled some of that. No, that's all um, right. Just top you up there, lad. Thank you very much. Um, but, yeah, no, the. Um, yeah, no, the Helpmans are, are a big deal. Um, it's because yeah, it won uh, won won the award for for best opera. Um, so yeah, that's like in all of Australia, that was the that was the best opera. Sorry, keep talking. Year. I just realised I spilled that, and it's going to soak into the wood table. So oh, keep right. going. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you can say you're a Helpman. You're you're a Helpman winner, Danny. That's right. Um, keep going. Yeah, but um, yeah, so yeah, I remember that was the. Um, yeah, it was the first time we met. Was um uh, was on the set of Agrippina, and um, and we had this um. There were uh, yeah, there were a lot of shenanigans that happened uh, yeah. on, on that show. Um, but uh, the one that Dan always loves to remind me about uh, was about the time that I nearly burnt the stage down. Yeah, well, uh, we'll should, so, we should say what what uh, like what we were actually sort of doing because it's a bit oh, of a yeah. random thing. That's uh, we, we paint the picture for the audience here. Oh, very, we were, very, very. We well. were soldiers, and there was um, probably what was there eight of us. Yeah, or was, yeah, and so there's an opera going on in the in the whole show, and. We have we are on stage on several parts of it to play out um, little maneuvers, if you will, right? We're background yeah. kind of extras, if you will, yeah. and we they are these big contraptions built up cages that actually a lot of the times play as like a backdrop to everything, and also play they have the actors actually in there singing through there and there's like lights in them and different lighting yeah, shows and they were like uh, moving, moving sets. They were moving sets that yeah. we had to physically push around the stage, maneuver <laughs> so, on little spots that we had to learn at rehearsals for a long time, like weeks and weeks uh, out. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. crazy because I'd never been a part of something like that. Well, we were, it was very we were, interesting. We were extras and, and stage crew at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is quite an interesting concept. And um, yeah. on the back, we, we, had a, we, had a, we had a responsibility on our shoulders to um, really perform because Otherwise, it was going to look terrible if um, we yeah, didn't we get to, into we, certain spots all the time. And I will admit, sometimes we were off and yeah, we were playing on opposite sides of the cages, though. Let, let's go. Uh, <laughs> we we were KJ and I think we, we held it, oh, we held it down no, a few no, times. Cage, you guys KP. were lacking. No, excuse me. KJB was, uh, we were the team. We were the team. Oh, we were, don't know about that. Oh, look, you, well, look, let's you go to what, what, what you were about to oh, talk about okay, before well, then. I'm just, what just KJB had a hand on? Paint the picture. Let's go. 
All right. So there's this, um, we're about like halfway through the show. And yeah. uh, so there's all the lead, uh, there's about three or four of the leads um, at the front of the stage and uh, they're singing, uh, I don't know, I, I don't speak any, well, I had no clue what was going on. I just know that there was singing <laughs> going on. In a foreign language, yeah. yeah. And um, so we're in these, um, we're in sort of like these two movable uh, cages uh, sort of at the back of the stage and they've um, they've got all these lights uh, in them. And um, so there's about four of us standing in each of the... Um, each of the cages and they're on either side of the stage. And um, there's where our marks were. Uh, there was a, like a light underneath each one of the, um, where our marks were. So we're being lit um, by the uh, by the lights underneath us. And um, yeah, I think, I think this particular night, um, yeah, so we had to we had to be there for this for this spot, I and mean, I think we had to be there for like half an hour or forty five minutes or something like that. There was a long time of um, of standing there just um, just basically very statue esque, and um, yeah, I just remember, so yeah, we're we're all sort of standing there just like looking blankly at, and well, not blankly, we 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 had had the intentions going on, and. Um, yeah, so I'm standing there and I'm like looking out into the audience and uh And it's the point where we we file into the cage as soldiers and we go from one to and hit yeah. our marks. Yeah. Yeah. No, I forgot I forgot that part. I've yeah. I, I've tried it's all right. to it's all right. I remember it very well. Oh, of course you remember it well. I, uh, you put good. it in the back of your memory? Yep. I was, I was <laughs> like, yep, that's um that's never coming out again, but um, no, it's fine. It's, um, How it's, about I tell them from my point of view? Because I feel right, my okay, point okay, of view was fine, quite fine, funny, fine, actually. Right, fine, yeah, yeah, but you try sure. and feel free to say okay, what you yeah, say. Yeah, but yeah. As, as he said, we yeah. we'd, we'd manoeuvre the, the cages round and we got them to a certain point and the main actors were laced out in front of the cages. And then we started to file in as like background extras, right, mm-hmm. standing tall as soldiers as we are. Yeah. And we're sitting there, well, we're standing there like stale face, just uh, serious and everything with our hands behind our backs, just mm-hmm. looking staunch, staunch. Yeah as anything and Andrew was the last one to actually file into his cage and he did his thing and um being the lights they had uh some very uh thick gauged wires and um should we say cables because they were thick yeah, that were like- attached to the cage that were running the light show and after a while we're standing there and we've, we've done this we've rehearsed this 20,000 not 20,000 times probably a good you know, oh, 100 times or something we've yeah. been doing it a lot and this was probably maybe second or third performance in right one, yeah, one like or two them. and and so we're, we're just standing there and we're like what's that smell we're like oh, I don't know nothing yeah nothing and, and and my mate Sasha's next to me obviously and we're like man something's going on can you smell that like maybe something's you know, I don't know, maybe the dust on the lights or something's burning or whatever. And then we, after a while, it starts to intensify and we, and we look over because we know the smell's not coming from the A team. Oh, okay, right. And we right. look over, it was coming from the B team and all of a sudden that the that the light, uh, the wires that we had to move around happened to be sitting on the light for a little while and there was um, a bit of smoke and uh, <laughs> yeah. it's burning from, from the outside of the cables and we look over and Andrew's forgot the cables sitting on the lights oh, and there's smoke bursting out of the lights. So we're like about to catch fire. <laughs> well, that's how I remember well, yeah, it. It wasn't quite go, going to catch well, fire. Well, no, but no, like, but it was it definitely was, smoldering away with a live oh, audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Theater. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we were fencing ourselves laughing. Well, oh. it was because it was, you know what, I was, you know what it was, Daniel. Well, I was, was, just, I, was just, I was just, I was so in character, you yeah. know, I was, okay. uh, I was, I was so staunch and just you like looking at- Lawrence? Yeah. <laughs> 
Lord Stout, we had distinguished director. Yeah, distinguished director, award-winning director. Yeah, so um, yeah, so so we're standing there looking staunch, looking out into the into the distance, and uh, I could just see like the smoke coming up, and I was like, ah, oh, no, it's nothing, nothing to worry about. I was just so focused on on trying to look out into the audience and trying to. Yeah, 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 and um, keeping character. Yeah, keeping character, and uh, I look down, and uh, yeah, there's just like all this smoke rising up from underneath me, and I'm like, ah, oh, just ignore it. It'll it'll break the illusion of the show if if uh, if I move from this spot. Sort itself out. Yeah, it'll sort itself out. So I just kept like looking out into the into the audience, and um, I. <laughs> <laughs> it just kept it just kept smoldering and smoldering yes, and smoldering, <laughs> and um, I was like, um, and like I had a glance over, and everyone was like, sort of looking at me, and they're like, Andrew, Andrew, sort it out, do something. And I was like, oh, okay, guys, don't worry. So um, yeah, just like very subtly, I just like gave it a little bit of a nudge and just like moved the uh, the cable off the light. Crisis averted. Yeah, just completely completely stone faced what the whole time was. It happened and. Um, <laughs> And and I forget and I forget what happened. But yeah, uh, finished the rest of the performance. We did yeah. all right. But yeah. when we got back to those um, to our dressing rooms, we lost our shit at you. It was the funniest thing. I don't know if I've cried that hard in so long, laughing. And you just you were the butt of the joke for the rest of the the, the weeks, right? Because no, I was like, you still, still let you let you live it down. Obviously, it's, years oh, well, later, it's, it's still it's. <laughs> <laughs> I was well, as as I will say, Daniel. I was just, I was just very professional, just very in character. You know, yes, just, yes, you were. Yes, no, it was <laughs> one of the more funny introductions to Andrew, and um, there's been plenty of hilarity uh, come from <laughs> come after that. No, I think that. Yeah. Like I, I, said, mean, I, I, mean, I mean, in general, like uh, with everything like, that's come. I just, I just sort of like, uh, blank yeah, it out. I just sort of blank <laughs> it out. Yeah, I'm just like, yep, that that happened. And, yeah. yeah. Oh no, it was hilarious. It was a, it was a great start. To knowing you, I, I would have to say uh, the comedic value is there. Um, but no, that, that was great. And I mean, as you said, it won awards. Um, we, we had little riffs in between that we could do little things um, with our characters. I remember money bags. We did oh, the, yeah, the money, things money bags. That. Yeah, one, yeah. That was our little play uh, in, uh, a few times. But no, it yeah. was good Dan, fun. Danny's. Um uh, we had this scene where uh, we're all sort of like lining up to get paid and like uh, Dan was the last one uh, to receive his money and uh, every night uh, as I was saying with the audience before um, <laughs> yeah. about how like there's the audience reaction um, there was um, so we all sort of like line up we receive our money and like we weigh it up and then a bag uh, of gold yeah, yeah and uh, and walk off stage and uh, Dan was the last soldier like every single night and every single every single performance it just got like a little bit longer a little bit longer a little bit longer a little bit longer <laughs> it played it out yeah I got some good reactions <laughs> I, guess, I did switch it up I had to keep myself entertained hey that's um that's exactly that's, that's performing magical, right that's, that's performing it. it's, that's it's it. different with the live audience I have to say because I haven't done a lot of it and uh, back in the day I never would have done any of it because I was freaked out about crowd never liked speeches at school or anything like that so it was interesting doing that and that's probably i mean i still haven't challenged myself a lot with the theater aspects but oh, it was yeah, fun yeah, once you get comfortable with it, with it. Eh? Yeah. once you get comfortable with it it is a different thing a different way of performing in itself and um yeah that that was fun doing those little cameos i don't know if i'd like to be the main character holding that oh. show together but it'd be fun it would be challenging to do and i hope to i hope i do do it and balls up oh, like i definitely, and, and I definitely would recommend um yeah giving it a shot because honestly like it is sure it's terrifying like sometimes mm. um but i mean the like the the rush you get from it at the like i mean when you're 
like when you're in it, when when you're on, it's like I, I can't even I can't even describe it. Like I had the oh, it's sort of like I know sometimes it feels like when when like you're really on, when like you're really on your game, it's sort of like feels like you you've got like the whole room in like the palm of your hand, and yeah. like it's it's a fucking amazing feeling, like yeah. it, and like you get to the you get to the end of it, and you're like, whoo, damn. Like, whoa, what just happened? And like, it's, it's awesome. And it's what's, um, yeah, it's what made me fall in love with it in the first place. And yeah. what makes me want to keep doing this? Like, it's awesome. We're definitely, re- and plus like, it's, I think it's, and it definitely does like help a lot with like the film side of things. Um, because you sort of, you sort of, after a little while, you sort of learn to be like really efficient with like, um, with your stuff. And like when it's, um, and when that translates over to film, um, you can get like um, you can get like your two or three takes out of the way and be like, all right, sweet, well we got what we need to get. And then it's um, and the director's like, all right, well, let's get a few more takes. And it's like, all right, sweet, well like we can play around with this. Like where like what can I do with this? How can I tweak this? And like yeah, and it's just I, I think it's um, it, it's a great way of. I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but like <laughs> <laughs> the, the, red, the reds have kicked in and uh, yeah. yeah, I know, but like, I think it's, um, I think it's just a great way of like, just. It's an yeah. invigorating and in a different way of performing. Yeah. 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 But, well, I mean, you do a lot of um, film acting and stuff like that as well. And we will get to that, but I, and I know that there was a few, should we say, discussions or arguments um, backstage when we were doing this production, and um, with the with a couple of actors. Um, I remember there was a, I, I was heavy film because that's what I had done all the time. And I remember I was pretty yeah. outnumbered. Yeah. And I do remember. Oh no, there was a few. There, there was, was a few, but I, I remember Donnie. He he was arguing for theatre for a long time, and it was funnily oh, enough, I see him do basically film all after that. And he's done very well at it. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. props to him. Um, but yeah, it was funny. We had a lot of arguments, but for you then what what is um if you had to sum it up like what you know what do you prefer and why because it's all performing a, and yeah. it's all like an art form obviously and, and and it doesn't need you don't need to have a favorite i'm just curious is there one that you prefer uh, over I the th- other i uh, i think obviously like i yeah i'd have to say theater like really okay. yeah oh definitely yeah. like yeah don't get me wrong i i love film i love tv i think yeah. it's um and you know sometimes like when you go out on set and like you're in like your costumes and like um you're doing like some of the crazy stuff and like some of the uh like yeah and it's like it's probably like i think film is probably like the closest you can get to actually doing something without actually doing it if that if that makes sense um but the thing i kind of like about theater i mean sure there's like the there's so many things that's and there's so many things that we've already talked about, sure. Mm. But um, I think probably the thing I like most about it was, um, I know, I was like, as a kid, like, um, yeah, I was like, I was a kid that had like manic ADHD. So like, I was always like off in fairyland or like yeah. um, off with the Tweeties, but, um, and just like always daydreaming and stuff like that. And um, I always wanted to draw, but like, I was a terrible drawer and um but yeah, I could always just like, I had a really active imagination. Visualize, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I always found like, as I grew up that like, I was really drawn to like works of media, uh, that, um, had like really rich and vivid worlds. Um, and 
yeah, I remember like I read like a lot of Japanese comic books, like a lot of manga and like um, I thought to myself, I was like, wow, I really want to do this. But like I couldn't draw, like I couldn't create create the worlds or anything like that. And the thing I really like about theater is like you are the artist. You are painting the the picture for the audience. Like it is, it's like you're inviting them into your world. Like you control everything in the and it's all it's all in, in inside space, yeah. yeah it's all inside your mind that's um you can go anywhere you can do do anything in your mind and it's yeah it's kind of like building this world and saying to people it's like like please come in yeah and, and have a sit down in. yeah yeah and like you you take them on a on a journey yeah. with it um and the thing i love about it is it's it's always different. It is always different. Like um, like with the show that I'm doing at the moment, um, I spent so much time like um, trying to make sure that I had like all my lines down, had all my cues um, correct, and like had all my accents and like had all the had all the technical stuff down pat. And um, oh, excuse me. And yeah, and yeah, also making sure that there was like that emotional connection with the characters and like the emotional depth and being, you know, tell, telling the truth and um, making sure that was all there. And when uh, when we did it in rehearsals, I was kind of like, okay, I think I know everything that this play's about. And um, we got to, thank you, um, we got to opening night and... Heck, we even got to preview and yeah. it was like going into like another, going into like another level down. And like there was, I discovered all this new stuff, like even on preview and like with each passing night, there has been, I've learned something new with each, with each passing, with each passing night. And that's, that's so, that's so fun. Like when, when you're learning that stuff on the fly and like. And nothing nights, no nights, um, no, no, same as the next. Yeah. No, like no, no two nights are ever the same. Like, yeah. um, and, and I keep bringing up the audience, but, um, the, what happened last night, we, um, um, it was sort of like the first two shows that we had, um, I sort of found like the, the opening night show that we did, um, the audience was kind of like, we finished the show and the audience was like, oh, wow, that was cool. Yeah. Woo, 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 woo. And like, they sort of had like that exhilaration um, about it. And then uh, I found like, we did a matinee yesterday and um, I found there was like a lot of anger. Like it was a very angry, angry performance. Um, and then last night I sort of found it was like this incredibly sorrowful performance. And, and in the space of, and because you, you know, sometimes like when when you're doing film and stuff like that, like you when you go go with the uh, go with the emotions, how it sort of affects you. Yeah. And I mean to do two shows in the space of a day, and you know the first one is like very angry and like it's very like explosive and very passionate, yeah. and the second one is um, just is like this like this huge well of like sadness that comes up from it to to experience those two things in the space of a day like it's um that's the thing that keeps me coming back and there was this thing last night when we um it's the show like uh the show finished and like we did our bows and like you could just feel like this this weight of like sadness that was sitting in the in the theater and i i 
sadness is probably the that that makes it sound like really negative heaviness. Um, yeah, yep. but it was kind of I suppose like the best way I can sort of describe it is like sad, but in a beautiful kind of way. Yeah. Um, the appreciation for what's happened and what you guys have just done and yeah. what you've evoked and the emotion out of the audience. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. And, um, yeah. And so like we did the, we did the bows and everything. I like went backstage, got changed and, um, I walked back down and, and to the theater and like, you sort of like got across from the theater, uh, to get out to like the, uh, the foyer, uh, where the audience are. And, uh, so I walked into the theater and, um, like gotten changed and I've walked out to the foyer. And as soon as I, and like, I was feeling pretty good about things. I was like, sweet, like two shows. I knew it was going to be a tough day yesterday, but I was like, sweet, two shows. And like both shows went really well. So I was like, sweet. I was feeling really chuffed about that. And, um, I remember I crossed it over the threshold in the theater to where the, the audience was. And it was just like this huge wave of like emotion and sadness hit me. And, uh, I was talking to these, um, I was talking to like these four or five, like, um, high school students last night yeah. and we were, we were just like talking and like, it was, I was just like, I oh, thank you. Thanks very much for coming along to the show. Like I really appreciated uh, the people supporting theater, things like that. And, and we were just, yeah, we we're just talking normally. And like, I felt like the, the five or six of us were all, were all going to like burst into tears and like to, to have six men like burst into tears, like almost simultaneously. I mean, that is something that, that doesn't happen every day. Yeah. And I mean, it's, um, I know, I think it's like something that's a little bit special and like, that's what I, um, and yeah, like that's what I really love about about the theatre. Don't get me wrong, I love my feet, but like that's what theater. keeps you coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. It's it's uh, yeah, it's a special thing, man. Um, yeah, you're making me want to go see more theatre. Although I don't, and it's an interesting thing for entertainment and choice to go on a Saturday night to go and see a play about that and evoke that kind of emotion. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. should I should I have even come here and done this? I feel worse about myself, but I guess you can find a silver lining in the whole message of the um, play. And if it's put across properly and it's written right and all the rest of it, um, they come away with something from it, you know, and that's yeah. the power of an art form like theatre or film is that the it evokes emotion in the audience. You can place yourself there in some regard no matter what way it is whether it be positive or negative i guess it evokes something within you and that's something special that you walk away with from it um yeah. and i guess you as an entertainer being able to portray that certain performance is, is a really uplifting and um you know charging emotionally kind of thing that you, you've yeah. just done you know that you've just went through and it's emotionally taxing and that's probably when you walk like as you say you come off the stage you're yeah, breaking that like, third cool. wall yeah. of like coming from it and yeah. you hit that wave of emotion and energy because you've broken through it and it's stopped and it's you know it's ended but you've got that um period there where you're processing everything that's just gone down and then and, and, and you've kind of gone through something together you know with the yeah. audience and stuff like that and um and, and i think that sorry to, to interrupt no, um, going, i just yeah. had the, i just had that this thought come through but um I, th I think that's another thing that i really like about it. and i think that's why it has survived like i mean people have been gathering around like fires and telling stories yeah you know since for a long time, since for the long, beginning of time, yeah, that they, they yeah. could actually, from Neanderthals, that they have evolution yeah. and that they could actually speak, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, um, or communicate, yeah. And I think it's it's that community thing. Like, you, mm. there's something, um, you know, it's like 
getting a group of people in, in a room and like they see a story and like we all like we all connect on, yeah. on I mean if it, if it's done well like it's um like we all we all connect it's like a like a group consciousness kind of thing or like yeah. a group like uh, emotionality mm. and um and yeah that, that's that's another thing it's like that it's like that connection like being bigger than something than like yeah than like yourself yeah. um yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, that's it's it's an interesting concept, man, and that's um, it's an interesting art form. And I guess, like you say, from the beginning of time, people have been telling stories. I mean, you've got like the beginnings of it, um, just like you say, around the campfire, say in um, you know, ancient times, uh, like in you know, westerns or Navajos or you know, like uh, you know, like any sort of brace and you know yeah, creed or what have you they've been telling stories around a campfire or with their friends or their acquaintances or hearsay and like look at that gunslinger from the west you don't want to mess with him you don't want to go to that town you know and it can be hyped up and it's the yeah. type of performance you know and it's just kind of eventuated into an art form the evolution of people and the evolution of um consciousness and the evolution of of communication um to an art form now you know and and then it's obviously now that we have cameras and things like that these days and video you know like you've got that but that's kind of like still a it's a true ancient told philosophy or ancient told um art form that's still being performed in a theater amongst people in a live performance you know without cameras and without being generated in another um technological aspect you know yeah. uh, it, it's 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 uh, visceral it's visual visceral right in front of you it's engaging it's all of those things just right in front of you and you're like wow kind of stopped at a moment of time to watch this period yeah. of peace yeah. you know and there's like jesters you know back in the day that used to entertain crowds or the king and the queen and things like that you yeah. know um and you know like comedians and things like that it's another sort of branched off out um you know a branched off art form for it like because there was always that one guy that would be funny and larrikin and try probably drunk as a skunk and trying to like entertain everybody and falls yeah. over into the fire and burns his face or something like that you know it's just because he's just he's a larrikin you know but he's yeah. performing yeah and yeah it's a special thing i guess it, yeah that's interesting i've never really looked at it like that but it is like a, an ancient art form that's still alive in this yeah. current time period you know and has been performed for a number of years so it's a special thing yeah. um, that you go through and i like that word that you used before is like a consciousness you know like mm -hmm. because everybody's kind of like on that wavelength when you're telling that story and if they're really in and it's told right and it performed right and it's um it, it's taken in then it's a special consciousness you know because you're all like finding some humanity or emotional standpoint that you're all connecting on it's a special thing, you know, like, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's it pretty is, cool it when pretty you can cool. do that, man. Like, yeah. um, and I mean, I get that from film when I'm watching something, you know, and like you, you, uh, you said about before you're finding some sort of emotional connection or seeing yourself in the characters or putting yourself in that time period or, or that, um, time, um, of what's been demonstrated on screen and, and you're feeling that. And maybe some people aren't as conscious of that as, as, what I know that I am a lot of the times, but, um, that's why you're connected and that's why you, 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 
you do what you, you, you know, you consume that type of media. Um, but that's just in the visceral form. Yeah. Live and stage in front of you. So yeah, it's a great, you know what? I don't even have, I don't have any rebuttal for that. I'm oh, not no, even going to argue. It's, it's interesting it's, what you said. Yeah. And I, and I like that. I like, I like the way you explained it and, um, but I think and what it, that evoked in my imagination from it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's why I really think you should give it a go. Yeah. You're warming me up to it, Drew. <laughs> I mean, that, that's you. like 90% of why I came here. I was like, I'm going to get Dan on the theater. I'm going to get him on the theater stage. Hey man, I don't know if it's the wine or the, or, or the company, but it's working. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I mean, even like, and I, I don't think it, well, it definitely doesn't just apply to theater. I mean, it's like live performance of any sort with it's like ballet or music or like comedy or, or um, I don't know. Yeah, like, or any or dance like, form. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Cause yeah, it's sort of like, or sports even like um, yeah. it's, yeah, I don't know. We go there to be, I don't know. You go there to be entertained. I mean, that's, like, I, that's yeah. why, I, I mean, um, you know, for example, uh, you know, martial arts and combat and like the man sitting above you there, Muhammad Ali, knocking down Sonny Liston. I mean, it's a special thing. You know, I see boxing as an art form. I see oh, it as 100%. that. Like, yeah. I, f I love like, boxing. Like athletic pursuits are like, it's, yeah, I mean, it's an art, art form. Like, mm. um like sports at like athletics at like the highest doing a level. special thing and you're entertaining yeah. thousands or millions of people or just a few, you know, like it's yeah. a, it's a special thing to watch. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, man. But um, so for your other attributes and things that you've done, I know uh, recently in the last couple of years or, you know, last year or so you um, shot a feature film with a mutual friend of ours, uh, J.R. Yeah. Hill, the one and only Jeremy. Yeah. Jeremy, yeah. Jeremy Reese Hill. And um, that we've both worked with before, but this is um, one of his, his next feature film that he's done, Western yeah. Culture. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Because I know if anyone, you know, um, people that have listened to the podcast before previous episodes, Victor, he was on this as well. Uh, played Victor, opposite to you. Yeah, no, Victor that was handsome, my, that, that handsome dude. man. Uh, yeah. Like, um, But yeah, so let, let us know a bit about the film western culture and yeah um yeah so it's um so yeah obviously it's uh it was written and directed uh by our friend jeremy um who's um yeah always seems to have a few projects um ticking over he's always a, got something going yeah, on he's always got something he's going awesome. on he is um but yeah so it's about um I'm trying to think like the simplest way i can explain this um so it's about these uh these two female detectives in um it's set on the Gold Coast. Uh, so it's about these two female detectives um, as part of the Queensland police. Um, they start investigating um, this uh, series of like um, uh, like highly ritualized um, and like almost kind of satanic um, kind of killings um, that are sort of taking place on the Gold Coast. And so they start investigating uh, these um, these murders that are happening. And they, um, they actually find out there's a satanic cult um, inside the, I suppose that's probably the closest thing I can describe it as, um, but there's like a satanic cult inside the Queensland police. And so it's sort of the movie develops between, um, you know, the two main characters uh, trying to stay ahead of the satanic cult inside the police and whilst they're trying to track down um, these two killers who, uh, who are killing the members of the satanic um, cult inside the police. So it's sort of like a... And it's sort of like a triangle sort of. Um, yeah, okay. And, um, yeah, so Victor and I, we were we were the bad guys in the film. So we were the two, he was sort of like the uh, the two I see of like the uh, the satanic cult inside um, inside the police. And I was yeah. like his offsider. Um, so, 
yeah and honestly like the this was that was probably the that was the first feature film i worked on as like a, a main character um but yeah that was sort of like jeremy was um oh man like he like he built a like i feel like that movie was run because like he was just like putting out so much like energy into into the project that that's everyone how he rolls bro that's how he rolls and yeah. like i mean i've I get I get so mad sometimes. Like I'm 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 not mentioning anybody, but um, like sometimes I walk onto into um, onto like film sets or onto stage sets or something. Like I walk into a production or something like that, and you just walk in there and you know the people there. They're like, I don't know. They're just kind of like blasé about it. They're kind of like, oh, you know, I just want to do this because like kind of cool or like, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, and but imagine, yeah, but yeah, like Jeremy's like such a passionate guy and like i love being on sets or like i love working with people who are passionate about um the energy is infectious oh it is and like working on western culture was like jeremy was like i'm hustling like i'm gonna i'm gonna bring everyone together and like he brought everyone together and like i'd walk onto that set and like you know it was right from from start time if people called at nine o'clock you walk on at nine o'clock bam everyone switched on everyone's focused from from set runners all the way through to the director so like makeup department actors everyone switched on like everyone like focused and like on on that common goal and yeah i thought western culture was awesome to work to work on because like everyone everyone from like like i said from set runner all the way through the through the director like everyone was so passionate, everyone was so committed to it. And I think when like a group of like 30, 40 people get together and they've all got a common goal in mind, like I think I think some magic happens in those in those sorts of moments. And like yeah, it's like a I'm special really, thing. Yeah, it's a special thing. Yeah, yeah. and when you're like on an indie set, when you're, you know, he he's uh, you know, know how he, he rolls, and he's like backing it personally, you know, like with his own money and his yeah. own obviously time, and he's put everything into it, you know, that he has, and yeah. that and and that's why. But I know what you're saying about that infectious energy because I've been a part, like you know, his first feature film that he did, and he was the same way, and the whole the energy of the set and everything, the vibe was just amazing all the time, and it was heavy, you know, like you all went through it together. You know, everything yeah. that we were doing, we were doing it together for one common goal, and that's making an awesome art piece. Yeah. A fucking cool film that we were just putting out there for the masses, you know, hopefully to see. And yeah. It's and a I mean, special it's like, thing, man, when you're involved in something like that. Like, it's yeah. some of the best times of my life was being on sets with uh, him. Yeah. 100%. And like, I think it's, um, sort of that thing I was saying before about community. I think like when, when everyone's like united, it's like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like let's go out, let's do this stuff. Yeah. And, um, there was this moment, uh, when we were on Western culture and, um, I, I just wanted to bring up this story. Um, cause I love Jeremy yeah, and yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he's going to employ me on a few more films, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, this honestly like impressed me big time. Um, cause we had, um, cause I mean, like I've worked on a few sets before where like, I mean, Actors are sort of notorious uh, for uh, being difficult. Being difficult, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, emotional people, yeah. Emotional people, yeah. and like, um, I think definitely like there's um, there's times where like egos can like sort of get a bit like, you know, like it's. Um, oh, this is just diverging a little bit, but yeah, I was on. I had a talking part in uh, Pirates Five uh, once upon a time, and um, Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah, yeah, and like. Um, yeah, the, I found it like I, that was my first time ever, like having a speaking role on a film and like, I'd only been like an extra before. And, um, 
yeah, the, the way you get treated even is like a person that had like one line, it was just like, I got absolutely freaking pampered and I can yeah. see why it goes to like some people's heads um, sometimes. And I mean, I, I always try to be like as level-headed as I possibly can because I, I think if I get overconfident about things, I like it'll backfire on me somewhere. But, um, but yeah, so, and I mean, you can see sometimes like directors and, and egos, but uh, the thing that really impressed me about Jeremy was there was this time on Western culture where... Um, we were, we were filming this scene uh, by this river and um, basically what happened was uh, Victor and I, um, so my partner in crime, Victor, um, were basically um, dumping this body bag into the river. Um, so it was just like a dummy, like wrapped up in Darkwind and, yeah. and thrown into the river. And, um, and yeah, so we, I think we, I don't know, like, I think we were there for like half an hour or something like that. Um, trying to get like the right take for, for the shot. And, um, it was like, it was like 1130 at night. It was the start of winter here. And I mean, I know obviously winters here aren't too bad. I mean, especially compared to pretty warm, bro. Yeah. Where, where, where <laughs> you and Jeremy are from. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there was, um, after every single take, like Jeremy would, um, like, this is the director, this is the director of the film. He would, um, after every single take, he would jump into the river and like, this is like 11 o'clock at night and he'd swim out to the middle of the river grab the bag, swim back to shore, bring like the bag back to us. And then like, he'd go back, try and like, and then get behind the camera and be like, all right, we're ready to go again. And like, that's some, that's, that's some, some fucking, commitment. Yeah. That's like some fucking leading from the front yeah. stuff there. And, and that's how he does. Yeah. That's how he does it. Yeah. And yeah. And I mean, like I held him in pretty high, pretty high esteem prior to that moment. But when he did that, I was like, all right, fuck it, man. Like I'm with you on yeah, this one. Commit and, to it. Yeah. 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 And, um, so yeah, like I'm really excited, uh, for Western culture coming out because, um, I mean, the script's really good, but the actors we have in it, um, fucking fantastic. Like, um, yeah, I mean the, the two female leads we, we had, um, Talia and, um, Layla and Layla. Um, yeah, I mean, they were absolutely fantastic mm. in that. And like, we had yeah, some really terrific good, actresses. Yeah. Yeah. And had like some, some really great supporting cast. And like I said, everyone was just like so passionate about it. And I'm so excited when it does eventually come out. Um, mm. yeah, I mean, it's been, it's be this year by the sounds of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's been in post-production for about a year or so. Um, but it's been a long year, but, um, yeah, the, I'm really looking forward to, yeah, people going to see it. Cause like, I think it's going to be pretty cool like when it comes out yeah um yeah yeah no he's he's amazing like that and that's yeah. um that's what's so infectious about it as we said before and the energy and everything that he brings to it i mean he's a terrific writer um i think that's his strongest point at a lot of times uh, just just as um authenticity and the deepness of the writing and the connections like so he's such character driven scripts all the time which is yeah. so awesome and uplifting for for an actor like there's nothing better than a character driven script because you actually got so much substance to play with and then uh, you know embark on yourself and your own journey um through the film but yeah, yeah like you say leading from the front he's great like that and yeah. i mean he's told me some things about the film and the production and stuff like that and like just I, like I you say you, i hope you didn't say too much about nah, it <laughs> leading from the front like yeah, you say and um getting it over the line but yeah once you see the director so committed to everything that's going on and willing to swim out like that into yeah. the river and do it 
but take after take yeah. is a truly inspiring thing. And um, that's when you know you're like, wow, I better up my game for this, you know, because um, the, the, the bar has been set. Yeah, know? 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's amazing. So, I mean, I know I've spoken to you a little bit about the character that you played in this, and it seemed like it was a really emotionally taxing sort of um, yeah. adventure for you. Um, but, yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about, or like, your journey as that. And I'm just checking the camera just yeah, FYI sure while we're doing this just to make sure yeah, we're yeah. capturing. No worries. <laughs> um, hang on, just give me two seconds. You're all right, brother. Take your oh, yeah. time. Um, so yeah, like I said, uh, mentioned earlier, I was um, I was playing um, a character called Agent Phillips. So he was sort of like the um, the three IC in um, in the Satanic Cult inside um, the QPS, and um, I was trying to think how to word this. I mean. I remember when I satanic cult as in, um, so they were, there was a satanic cult inside the police department is what you said. And, yeah. um, you guys were involved in it. So as uh, a serial so, killer sort of thing or what? Uh, so Don't give away too much. We yeah. Want yeah. To I won't, this, so, yeah, I won't, but, I won't yeah. spoil the plot or anything like that. But, um, so basically there was like a, um, um, so there's like a hierarchy inside, um, inside this cult yeah. and uh so victor um, uh was sort of like the two ic of the organization yeah. and uh his old man was um i was sort of like the head of the organization oh, okay yeah, and yeah. uh i was the three ic so i was like the um i was like invited into the um yeah into the organization By association kind of thing yeah uh so it was so it was kind of like so the two ic and the first ic were were family and yeah. uh my character was like the outsider who was yeah. invited into the family you uh, did the work yeah i did the work yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the bad groundwork yeah the bad groundwork yeah and um i remember when i mean yeah there's um there's like some stuff that happens in the movie which is like a bit it's incredibly freaking dark and like the um i was trying to think how to word this um without giving too much away yeah but, um okay. it was like it was like some really dark stuff that um i had to do and i remember i had a um i had a i had a teacher uh back when i was at um when i was back in uni um who always said to me they're like i oh, never never judge the character um because it's there's a there's a reason why why they they do those things, and um, you know you, you hear people talk a lot about like overall objectives or like what's what's the character's goal um, in, in the scripts. And the and the thing uh, the thing that I that I really found in that in in Agent Phillips was the was like the need for power, the need to like. I don't know. I, I drew a lot of, I mean, like I said before, not a serial killer, um, except for sanitarium products. But um, the the thing that I really related to him um, was I, I had to fill in like a fair bit of backstory uh, myself. Yeah. Um, but I sort of, I sort of like gave him a bit of like an underdog kind of status and like being invited into this organization was like his ticket to, to power. So it was like, all right. Um, he's like, yeah, I want to, I want to have, it was like in the past, I didn't have power. I didn't feel powerful. And that made me feel really bad. This is my ticket to, um, 
to be powerful, to to get what I want, to get everything that I want, and I will do whatever it takes to to get what I want. And and like yeah, and like so much dark stuff like happens in in the film. And I remember when I when I we were in that for about two months or so, we were filming that, and I remember coming out of that like I was so. This might sound a little bit wanky, but say you hear sometimes people talking about like actors getting too close to their character. And um, yeah, I, I just got so, I just got so into the mindset of Phillips of like that. I like, I want that power. Like I want to, like, I want to feel good about myself. I want that power. Um, that, yeah, I was just like, I was so in that mindset for the whole two months that we were filming. And it sounds really weird, but I got I got way too close to the character, and I'm not saying that I that I did dark stuff or anything like that. But um, I remember the the film stopped filming, and so like I, I finished shooting everything that um, that I need, needed um, to do, and I was like, okay, uh, I'm done with Phillips, and I was like, it's time to go back to being Andrew. But it's like, who's Andrew? And I completely forgot who I was. Like I got so close to Phillips that I completely forgot who I was as a person. Yeah. And it took me about like three weeks or so to um, to sort of feel like myself again. And like, yeah, I I came. Um, yeah, it, like doing that role like dug up like a lot of stuff. And yeah, it took me about three weeks or so to sort of like come back to reality. But it was like a it was like a tough three weeks. Um, and that's yeah, that's another reason like why I really want people to to go and see it because like I, I sank so much stuff into that that like yeah I, like I think it's gonna look really good so because yeah like I had three weeks where I didn't know who the hell I was yeah and that's something I've tried to carry f- forward with me in uh, in my career and I've been trying to to carry that with me but. Um, like everything I've done pretty much since then has been like I've been playing multiple characters in in a production or something like that, and um, but yeah, that, that's something that I'm I'm trying to hold on to. That if um, I ever go back into another character or something like that, to I don't know, just remember who who I am yeah. before I go into the um, before I go into the production and. I think that's really important as an actor, like because you're self detrimental. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say self detrimental, but I think I think you need to know your heart, and I think you need to know your mind if you're going to be an actor, because you're the you're the fuel, you're the instrument for everything that that you play. Every character that you play, you're the you're the engine of it. If you can think of like you know uh, an engine like being transferred from car to car, that's mm kind of what being an actor is and yeah I, th- I think if I ever do and go well when I do go back into into more work um the yeah I'm just like remembering who I am and just remembering that it's just different cars but the engine's the same yeah so you can come sense. out yeah 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 I, because you put so much energy and emotion and um using uh, I mean it depends your methods and your approach to acting but using a lot of emotion or past trauma or past mm. whatever it is that you're evoking inside yourself to bring on a genuine performance um, whatever way you use and you choose to dig that up or imagination you know in some aspects um, but that generally be the mo- the best tool yeah. to 
evoke your instrument, yeah, to to fiddle its way through um, your character. But yeah, it is, man. And I've um, I've been in situations like that myself as well, where you put everything into a performance or everything into a film or TV show, or whatever you're doing into the character, and you come away left going, I don't even know myself anymore. Like, what what, yeah. what am I? What am I doing? Um, fuck. Like it's, 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 it's emotionally and energy taxing yeah. to the, f- to the finest degree. Um, if, if you commit that much to it, um, hundred percent. And it's, it's, I, anybody who says to me that they do acting of any sort, I take my hat off to them because honestly, like it is, uh, I mean, I think a lot of people see the glamorous side of it, like the, of course, the, yeah. the, the carpets and because the, they see the, the finalized thing. version of it. Yeah. Yeah. They but I mean, realize the iceberg under the surface that's got you to this glacier point of yeah. production. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I take my hats off, my hat off, my hats, my hat, um, to anybody who does it because I mean, yeah. it's, it's fucking ballsy it's to a like ballsy move, yeah. To like get up and show your soul, and it's like, yeah. yeah, and I mean that's scary, and I mean especially the the industry as well. Like, I mean the, I mean you've got you've got to be so strong and like so tough to to handle the industry. I mean, um, my very first uh, professional role I ever got, um, I, I went into audition for it. It was a um, it was a stage show. It was another opera. I was doing like a background extra thing. And it was the very first professional production I ever auditioned for. And uh, the guy I was up against was um, was this guy from my acting school. And I was absolutely shitting myself walking into this audition because this guy was the guy. Like he was the best actor in our school. Like he had the he had the he had like the leading man look, like the leading man yeah. charisma and quality. Yeah. And I wasn't given any details about this audition. They just said, ah, oh, like, just show up for the audition. And um, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, what the fuck are they going to ask me to do at this audition? I was like, how can I compete with this guy? Because, like, mm-hmm. I was like, this guy has got, like, he's got me in everything. Like, does this guy. And um, so we, we, we go into the audition room and uh, the director comes out, says hello to both of us, looks us, like, up and down. And he goes, we'll go with you. He pointed at me. And I was like, why? And he's like, you're taller. And that was how I got my start. And I mean, that is the, that is the business. That is the, that is the industry. Like this guy had me on every single count and I got the role cause I was taller. And to be able to handle an industry like that, I mean, you've got to be so freaking strong, but I mean, also on the other hand, you've also got to be like so sensitive. And I mean, that's, yeah. It's a freaking hard gig, man. It is. And yeah, yeah. Like, hats off to anybody who, who not does that. It's not easy about it. No, no, no. That's um, yeah. I mean, that's that's why I love it because I think it's challenging. You know, it's in every aspect, yeah, of your yeah. being, yeah, yeah. And yet, yeah, like you said, um, you got to be so raw, like on on stage or in a performance, um, you got to be raw before you even start, like a clean slate of palette. And be molded from the ground up with your character and how you work it, depending on what your process is. And yeah, and so that's stripping away everything you thought before about yourself or the character. Well, I mean, of yourself really first, and then building it all up from there, from the ground up, um, with the backstory, like you say, and what you can use within yourself, I guess. So that's not exactly blanking it, but it's just you got to be so physically and emotionally raw with yourself. Yeah. And then go from there. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's like you said, it's a it's a it's a hard thing, and it's a it's a ballsy move um, to show that kind of rawness on stage or in a performance. And yeah, take your hats off to anyone that does it. Like you said, you could yeah, I couldn't have said it really any better than what you just really said. Um, it's a tough gig, man. And that's why gig, yeah. I mean that's why people get paid the big money when you when bucks, you get to that yeah. point. But they you don't realize like where you start from and where you got to go to and. What, yeah, what you and go some, through some as a performer, do, and like yeah. even on the, the the lamest of stages um, of where you start and where you build up from with the short films and like the extra roles and all this other stuff and the time, blood, sweat, and tears and sacrifices that you go through to to actually um, just just even get your skin in the game. Yeah, never alone actually get something back from it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> It's a tough role. It's a tough role. <laughs> but I mean, you want to do it <laughs> because it's so fucking rewarding. I know. The, it's other crazy, side, like it's, the rush you get from it. Yeah, it's um, it's so like, yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's yeah. You know, I'm yep. The balancing out <laughs> devil's advocate. It's, it's just everything. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I've, I've we spoke about this like with Bernard. It's like just flashbacks, like in um one of the like fifth or sixth episode, whatever we did the fifth, I think. Um, and we we said about that, like, you're crazy. Why would you want to do this? Like the sacrifice that you make, the things that you put yourself through. But I mean, what's anything worth doing if you're not doing that? Like exactly, that's where yeah. the best things are made. Yeah. Like otherwise, you're kind of just floating through life, right, and just skimming rocks in the in the river. Yeah. And and just plonking it and not even skimming it even three or four three or four lanes like um it's just yeah to reach that um reach reach some sort of reaching for a pinnacle of success or what yeah. you dream of success in your own mind or where the bar you set yourself that keeps constantly raising which you never really reach the top because if you're like yeah. me or probably like you i don't know that's where it just keeps rising there is no ceiling there is no roof to this we're just going you know yeah. going for the stars you know like and beyond <laughs> I was uh, I was talking to my director uh, yesterday, and uh, I was trying I was trying to um, yeah I was trying I was trying to say something uh, to her like something that's inspirational, and uh, all that came out was uh, mountains are mountains because they're mountains. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, I was they, like, they started off pebbles and they slowly <laughs> formed together through the ages of hard work and determination. <laughs> I think, I, I think no, it was the elements, though. That, that's, yeah. that's not a bad, you know, I get what you're saying, though. Like, if you look into that and you can shape that as you will, but yeah. it all started out as like dirt or minuscule grains of sand or what have you. And it's been formed over time with the elements and everything that's around it to form to be a rock. And then it was slowly building up larger and then it eventually got to a mountain you know but that's tested through the elements in the age of time yeah um i think that's that what you're trying to say no i was trying to say i got from it i was trying i was trying to say something else but i mean no that's cool though that's um uh, yeah that, that's a cool thing man it's power of language mm. um yeah we all see it differently right yeah 100 percent um what was i gonna say um yeah, no, that's. <laughs> <laughs> well, an- another thing that I would like to touch on too. Yep. Um, obviously, I-, I know this, but uh, Larry Moss, um, <laughs> acting coach, yep. world renowned acting coach, Leonardo DiCaprio's acting coach, just the name of one, one person. Kate yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, Kate Moss. Sorry. Kate Moss. Yeah. Okay, well, Oops. there you go. But. Yeah. 
DiCaprio is obviously absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. It has been for a long period of time. Um, so you've done a workshop with him that's uh, come yeah, to Brisbane on, on two different occasions. Yeah. Um, could you, yeah, share, share your, the process of what he actually does, what what you got from it, you know, um, how, how the process sort of came about and what you had to do with his, the way he does it. Uh, I know it's seeing study over a certain three or four days or what have you. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so basically how, how it works is um, uh, what happens is you get sent out a, a script uh, either two or three weeks before the, um, before the actual workshop. And um, so you get sent a scene from a, from a play and um so you have about two, three, and uh, you're partnered up with a with a scene partner, and uh, you have about two, three weeks to to prepare it. And it's got to be full costume, full accent, uh, like full analysis. So, so everything basically. And um, so you get to the workshop, and then um, you have two run throughs of it. Um, and so there's normally about. So yeah, there's like you're in there with a whole bunch of other people as well. Oh, thank you. Um, so yeah, you. you uh, you'll get up and um, you'll perform it either on the, the first or second day. Uh, you'll get given like a, some critiques some feedback and uh, then you have a, a day to sort of workshop it uh, on your own and then um, then you get up and do it again um, sort of on the third or fourth day. Okay. And um, so that's sort of like the basic the basis of it yeah um so what did you what did you have to do like what was what was your certain scene or guess i guess your character and uh, what, what was it like within his you know uh the first or second time well let's go with the first time for now okay um so yeah the the first time we were doing a scene from a, an english play called harper reagan harper reagan um which is basically about this woman who's going through like a midlife crisis in her marriage and uh, she decides to like leave her husband one day and just like walk off onto the streets of London and um, and just sort of like go on her own um, sort of odyssey basically. And um, yeah, during her tra- travels, she like goes to a bar and uh, she meets this, um, this very drunk um, and high on cocaine um, journalist in this bar and so yeah the scene we played was um of the scene that i was given uh, with me myself and my scene scene partner um was the scene where they meet in this bar and honestly like the the larry moss workshop was was life-changing it it actually altered the trajectory of my life did um did that first workshop i mean they were both I mean, they both affected me in different ways, but um, that first workshop was the one that took me from, it altered the trajectory of my life, basically. Um, I was sort of like stuck in like very deep depression in like my mid twenties. Yeah, I was, um, yeah, I wasn't looking after myself basically. And and yeah, I just didn't know how I was gonna like, get out of sort of like the spiral that, that I was in, in my mid twenties. Um, yeah. And I mean, we, we've spoken about what happened uh, during that time. Um, but the, yeah. So I remember I'd been acting since I was about like 19 or so. And it's, it's sort of been something that I was kind of like, I'd 
I mean, I went to acting school obviously for two years and um, sort of once I got out of that, I sort of like uh, did classes and like did bits and pieces here and there. But um, I don't know. I, I just sort of felt like that I was sort of like kind of going around in circles for a bit. And then, yeah, I read I read Larry Moss's book and um, his book like really resonated with me. And uh, I was like, he's also the acting coach for DiCaprio and he was coming to Brisbane. And I was like, sweet, that's awesome. I, I really want to be involved with that. And um, so, yeah, I got given the scene, got given my scene partner and... Um, and how in depth do you want me to go with with the process? Because like, because yeah, that's a lot. Need to say, yeah. yeah, the um, I don't know. Sort of sort of like the way I was trained when I was in acting school was um, if like you take care of like your own character, like your own performance. Um, you know, act, I I sort of think of acting sometimes as kind of like a little bit of a dance. Like if um, if two people sort of like learn their moves, they'll like meet on stage and. Um, They'll have a dance and I mean, you can't quite predict what the other person's going to do, but it's kind of like that. Um, it's kind of like a give and react, uh, sort of thing. And, um, yeah, I remember, yeah, I, I just sort of found that like, I wasn't really like clicking with my scene partner in the, in the rehearsal process. And, um, and like she, she was constantly like tra trying to, cause I was always trained to like, um, just like focus on, on my own performance, like my own character. And um, yeah, my scene partner was constantly like trying to ask me for like, for guidance with her character. And I mean, I feel a little bit guilty about this because I was kind of like, I kind of just said to her, I was like, ah, oh, you know, like figure it out on your own. But I just, yeah. I just had this feeling that it was going to backfire on me like mm. really, really badly. Because you were and, out together, yeah. Yeah. And... But I don't know. I, I was just like, no, no, no. I'll just, I'll just focus on my stuff. And, yeah, yeah. And um, but you're in it together like a dancer, as you say. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and yeah, like I wasn't taking very good care of myself at the time. Um, like I was doing a lot of very silly stuff, and, um, and yeah, it wasn't really. Yeah, wasn't a good time. But um, yeah. I mean, we got to the um, we got to the workshop, and. Um, I remember I was kind of like, to be honest, I was kind of like a little bit blasé about it, to be honest. Um, and like, I was a bit one overconfident in my own abilities and two, um, just ill prepared for like the mag. I mean, this guy is like one of the leading acting coaches in, in the world. Yeah. And like, I, and yeah, I just didn't, have, I just didn't have my stuff together. And like, I, so we got up there and like, I was on the second day and I remember like the first day, like the people that got, there was, I think it was Larry's, I can't remember if it was his first time coming to Brisbane or if it was the first time he'd been to Brisbane in, in quite a long time. Mm. But um, the people that came to the workshop were like the, um, they were like the really serious, like the really focused actors. They were got, there were people there in that workshop who, um, you know, on TV, doing shows with like state theatre companies. And I was a guy who was just kind of like mucking about in like, um, in just like classes and like, yeah, and, and not much else. Um, I did like a lot of work, like after I graduated from acting school. Um, but yeah, I kind of, when I went onto the sets of Pirates, I sort of, um, 
I completely like, like I completely like stuffed like being on being on pirates, um, and that kind of spooked me a bit because um, I completely blew it um, when I was on when I was on pirates, and um, and yeah, that, that kind of spooked me a little bit. I was like, oh shit, like I I stuffed up on like like I got given such a great opportunity mm-hmm. and. I blew it on on that set and I was like, damn, I'll never be an actor again. And that happened when I was about like 23 or 24 or so. So I was about 26 by the time Larry came around. So I'd had two years of just sort of being like, oh, I'm not going to be an actor. Like I was sort of like sticking with it because I was kind of like, uh, you know, I always wanted to be an actor. I suppose I'll stick with it. But, um, you know, I got a very rude wake-up call when I um, – when I went to the Larry Moss workshop, um, cause yeah, like I was underprepared. I hadn't really taken care of my scene partner and like everyone else, it was like fucking amazing. And, um, yeah, we got like 30 seconds into our scene and, um, before we got stopped and, we, we got pulled up, got told to stop. And, um, and Larry like pulls out the script, like he hadn't pulled out the script for anyone. And uh, he says to me, he's like, do you realize there's a full stop with your line? And I was like, huh? And he's like, there's a full stop with your line. Like, do you know what that means? And I was like, it's a full stop. Yeah, whatever. And he's, and he was like, no, punctuation. The writer has given you a full stop for a reason. Mm. Why is there a full stop there? And I was like, I don't know. And like, I panicked, like. I panicked big yeah, time. because you're in front of a lot of people I'm too. in front of a lot of There's people. Like, yeah, watching. Yeah. The- and um, like I was in front of like some of the biggest people in, in Brisbane and like people that I really respected and some people that I admired and like I respected and admired Larry, but um, yeah, this was like my worst freaking nightmare. Mm. And I remember being there on that stage and like we probably spent like 15, 20 minutes of him just like freaking berating me. He was trying to like, he was trying to get a reaction out of me. And I just kept on like throwing up the walls and trying to go like further and further into my shell because I was, I was trying to hide from it all and I was trying to to, to block it all out. And I remember I got, I got so stressed that um, everything in my head went white and like I couldn't see anything. Like everything was just white mm. all around me. And all I could see was just like Larry sitting in like, his seat, I was in an auditorium of like two, 300 people or something like that. I couldn't see anything except for Larry just like sitting in this seat and I was like a little light on him and everything was white in my head and I could not see anything. And I was trying to like put up all my walls and push everything away. And um, I was still trying to like do the scene as best I could and I was getting really frustrated because I was like, fuck it, I'm, I'm messing up on such a big stage. And like, and I was really angry at myself because I felt like I was ill-prepared and... And yeah, it was, it was just like a perfect storm. Like so much stuff was happening all at once. And he said to me, he goes, you recognize this character's anger, don't you? And nobody had ever said that to me in my life. Nobody had ever said that to me. He was the first person that had ever said that to me. And I was about like 26 years old or something like that. And that was the first time that I actually felt like somebody saw who was the core, like the actual real core of myself and not the not the front that I put up or not the not anything that I did to to make people think they were seeing me this guy saw like the core of me like he just cut straight to it and 
I just had like this huge wave of emotion come up and he's like, do some push-ups. So I did like 10 push-ups and I got up and I just felt like this wave of like Zen wash over me. And I went and, and like, I was having difficulty remembering my lines, having difficulty remembering punctuation. And I did these push-ups and I had like this wave of Zen wash over me and I did that scene and it was the best I'd ever acted in my life. Like it was such a heightened level of concentration. And I remembered everything. I remembered every single line. I remembered my accent. I remembered all the punctuation. And it was just like this explosion of emotion and energy that just came pouring out of me. And so yeah, we we got through the scene and everyone was like, whoa, what the hell was that? Because like, I went from being, I even had somebody say to me afterwards, they were like, oh, I felt so sorry for you because I thought like, this is it. This is going to break, this is going to break him as an actor. He's never going to recover from this. And then, I don't know, he found something deep inside of me, something that I didn't even realize was there. Um, and he brought that out of me. And to be honest, that saved me. That saved, <laughs> that saved me as a, as an actor and it saved me as a person. And we were sitting there and he sort of like gave us both some feedback and um, I couldn't remember any of the feedback because I was like in such shock from like everything going white. And I spoke to him afterwards and he like gave me some feedback and we had a day to prepare it. And I remember I was, I was like so stressed for that 24 hours, like trying to prepare it because I was like, I felt embarrassed. Like I was fucking embarrassed and like I embarrassed myself in front of like so many people like so many people who you know are important here and I embarrassed myself and like I was so fucking furious about that and yeah so I went in the next day like I watched everyone do their scenes and I was like trying to make as many notes as possible whilst I was like trying to work on my own scene during during the time and um I remember there was just like this moment the workshop had finished up for the day and it was about like 4 30 I'm sitting over in Kelvin Grove and I'm like looking over at my script and I remember I remember prior to this moment, every time that I would read like acting textbooks or acting manuals or people would try and explain acting to me, there was always something that was kind of, I feel like I was understanding like only 60 to 70% of it. Like there was a, there was an extra 30% that was, that was missing or there was like a missing piece to, to acting. And I remember sitting there in, in Kelvin Grove and I was looking over my, my lines and everything clicked. All of a sudden I felt like I understood acting. I felt like I understood how to be an actor, how to prepare for a role. Like I felt like I understood everything and like I'm in a moment of clarity. And so the rest of the day passed by and um, I went in the next day and uh, to do my scene. And um, I remember I was absolutely shitting myself and um, I was trying to blame, like I, I went up to the guy who sort of like allocated all the scene partners and I said to him, I was like, don't you ever partner me with this person again because it's all their fault that, you know, that I, that I didn't perform the best that I possibly could do. And he just said to me, he's like, you're just scared at the moment. Um, he's like, come back and talk to me in two weeks and we'll see how you feel then. And 
so I remember I got up, we both got up to do the thing um, again and we had like two, three takes and we were both like so nervous. We were like both like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And um, he said we, he stopped us twice and the third time he was like giving us some feedback and uh, he said something to me and I sort of like moved back from it. And he's like, there you go, just follow your acting impulses. He's like, just follow your impulses. And I was like, okay, cool. And so we did the scene and it was like a 15 minute scene, whole thing, best I ever acted. And at the end of the scene, the scene ends with, um, and these two characters, since they meet in a bar, he's like really coked up and he's like really angry about stuff. And the scene ends with her uh, grabbing a, um, a glass and like breaking it over his head. Um, and she storms off. And like every time that we'd done that, she just sort of like hit me with like the glass and I was like, oh no, I've been, I've been struck and, you know, overacting. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, we did the scene and it was just fucking electric, man. Like it was just fucking electric. And we ended the scene. She, she picks up the glass. Uh, it was fake glass, but yeah, she picks it up and just went bam and fucking stabbed me in the neck and like the actual, she like stabbed me so hard that it shattered. And, um, and then after that, he asked me like a few things about like my personal life. Cause he like saw, he saw like that core of me and, and yeah, so like I unloaded like 25 years worth of like emotional baggage, like right there. And then, and like I was bawling my freaking eyes out and, but I needed to do that. Like I really needed to do that because I let all of that stuff out and I was like, okay, cool. And I realized I could do it. I realized I could be an actor. I realized everything sort of seemed to make sense to me. And so that was the first year. I'm sorry, that was a very long, long-winded story. Oh, it, was, it was great, man. Thank you. Um, sorry. It was a brilliant story. Thanks. Um, really just ex- exponential period of growth um, and letting go of what you were holding on to for a long period of time that was probably holding you back as a person in life and oh. a person as a as a performer as well. And um, 100%. the best acting coaches, the best people that can see through that and the sensitivity um, to what you're going through and help you mould yourself with that and use it as a tool rather than a hindrance um, yeah. uh, is why he has the, the name reputation that he has that he and does. the reputation yep. that he does and works with the people that he does. And um, sounds like you got a hell of a lot from that, um, yeah. to say the least, really. You just said it, you know, you just oh, explained a- it all perfectly. And, um, you know, I could only sit back there and, and listen to that and just go, wow, you know, I wish I went through that. <laughs> I wish I went through my own journey within that um class and it, it really encouraged me and I hope the other actors or performers yeah. or anyone that listens to this to look inside yourself and um, challenge yourself and go out there and, and put it on the line, you know, because if you don't, you're not living, you know, and, you, and you're not going to grow, you're not going to be better at life, be better as a performer and be, you know, the best version of yourself if you don't yeah. put yourself out there, you know, and really put your all into everything you do. Yeah. Um yeah, and hundred percent. And like, I think, I think if you want to be an actor, like, I think you have to you have to face that stuff inside. And like, and I mean, sometimes you don't even realize that stuff is there. Um, and yeah, like I said, it changed my life. Like, it 
And I even said it to him like right there and then. And I was like, yeah, it, it changed my life. Because um, to be honest, and I said this to him at the at that workshop, I said this in a room of about like 60, 70 people. I said to him, oh, I was like, I didn't think I was going to live. Like I, like, and I said to him, I was like, I just knew that there was going to be a, I was like, no matter how tough I am up here, I was like, there is going to be one day there. I was like, there's just going to be a day, one day where I'm just going to have like one really bad day and the dam's going to break and that'll be it. And at that point in time, I couldn't tell you like when it was going to happen, but I just, I knew, I knew it was going to happen at that point in time. And so that, that first workshop, it healed me as a person. And so I went back for the second workshop and um, I was out to prove something. I was out to prove something that, that second time because um, he said, he, Larry um, says a lot in his, and in his book and in his classes, he's like, you've got to honor the writer. He's like, you have to honor the writer. And he's like, the, he's like, when you're given a script, everything in that script is there for a reason. That word was chosen for a particular reason. That comma was chosen for a particular reason. That mm. stage direction was there for a particular reason. And he's like, everything is there for a reason. And he's like, you as an actor, it's your job. It is your first job to honor the writer. Cause, and he said that to me when I wasn't picking up on the full stop. He said to me, and the thing that really got me was he said to me, you're not honoring the writer. And he's like, that's your job as an actor. So basically what he was saying to me and how I took it was, he's like, you're not being an actor because you're not honoring the writer. And I wanted to be an actor since I was seven, uh, 16. Excuse me. And um, yeah, I took that freaking personally. And so the second... When I signed up for the second one, um, yeah, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to prove that I'm an actor, that I fucking deserve to be an actor. And I was like, I always knew I was talented as an actor. Like I, I knew I had a, I sort of had a knack for it, but I was like, no, fuck it. I'm going to go out there. And I'm going to fucking prove who I am as an actor. And I was like, I'll fucking show him and I'll, I'll fucking prove it to myself as well that I can do this. And so I, uh, I had a job at the time, so I quit my job. Uh, I was living up here in Brisbane. Um, I was living up here in Brisbane, so I got rid of my place here in Brisbane. I moved back in with my parents and I spent, and we only had two weeks to prepare uh, this scene and it was from a play called uh, Danny in the Deep Blue Sea. And... Um, yeah, so we had two we had two weeks to to do the scene. Um, so yeah, I quit my job. I moved out of my house. I went back to my parents' house, and I spent every waking moment for that two weeks working on that scene. And I was always like, I'm gonna fucking honor the writer. Like I, and it was a fucking fantastic writer. It was um, by a guy called John Patrick Shanley who um, did the movie Moonstruck. Uh, did you ever see the movie Doubt? No, I don't uh, think I know that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he's written like a, a lot of movies and a lot of yeah. plays and stuff. He's a fucking fantastic writer. But um, the um, yeah, again, it was a play about um, very much a play about anger and like about it's uh, ex like explosive levels of anger. And I sort of had a bit of a wry chuckle when uh, when I got given the script because. <laughs> um, there's actually a, um, there's like a two minute monologue in the scene. It was a, 
one, it was a 35 minute. I, I sort of felt like he was like giving me a bit of a, a cheeky dig in the ribs to be like, okay, well, you talked a big game last time. How are you going to back this up? Because the, the last scene we did was about 15 minutes and this scene was like 35 minutes. Wow. And just two people on stage for 35 minutes. And it goes from, again, two people meeting in a bar. And the best way I can describe it is just two very damaged and broken people meeting in a bar and connecting over their... over their common pain, if that's the best way I can, uh, yeah. And so guy and a woman and, but the guy in it, he does a, um, does like a two to three minute monologue about, um, how he was at a party the night before and, uh, he got into a fight and he talks a lot about, about how he's always had like anger issues. But, um, in this monologue, he talks about, um, how he actually beat somebody up so badly, uh, that he actually thinks he's killed them. And, um, uh, and at that point in time, um, I was still like detoxing, like a lot of anger. Um, I'd gotten back into, uh, I don't know, like I, I was starting, I got back to playing rugby because I loved playing rugby when I was a kid. Um, and I was like, I felt like it came along at the right point in time in my life because I was, um, I was trying to release a lot of that anger through playing rugby. And I remember the night that I, that I received the script, I'd been playing rugby and, um, I remember I tried to tackle someone that night and, uh, I smashed my jaw like straight into their knee and like cracked my jaw. And, um, like I remember the moment that it happened that I was like, Oh fuck, this is bad. Cause I like, I collapsed on the ground. I tried to get back up and I just like collapsed back over like everything on my left hand side of my body went numb. Um, and I just like collapsed back on the ground, but I was so, I was so fucking angry about stuff that I, despite the fact that I just like suffered a very serious head injury, I got back to my feet and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to keep playing. And I played the rest of the, I played the rest of that game and I received the script for Danny in the deep blue sea. Um, just after I played that game and yeah. So um, I thought it showed up at like the perfect time in my life. So I spent two weeks working on it, went to the workshop and again, he was really stressing uh, about the one honoring the writer. Um, but he's also like honor yourself as well. Um, Cause yeah, he's like, you're the canvas that, will paint everything, uh, will be all the characters that you want to be. And he's like, so, so make peace with yourself, do what you need to do to, to love yourself again and to put yourself in the best possible position to, to be able to be an actor because it's like, you know, being an actor, you're so passionate about it. And it's like, you got to honor yourself, like honor yourself, then honor the writer and then, and do the work. Yeah. And yeah. So we, we went through, we did the, we did the scene and we did it both days and <laughs> I remember, um, again, that was like, the, I remember the second time we did it. Um, yeah. That was just like another one of those moments where I felt like, 
And there's those moments where you feel like you're acting really, really well. And then there's sometimes those moments where you feel like you like step into like another fucking dimension or something like that. Like you like you transcend mm, like yeah, sure. something like a state of hyper focus or something. And yeah, I felt like I went there for, again for like that the second run through of it. And I remember like it stopped and everyone was just like, it was silent. It was just like dead silent in the theater. And Larry talked to my scene partner and then he spoke to me and um, I don't know, he's, he, said a, he said a few things. Um, he was kind of like, ah, he's like, you know, that was technically proficient. He's, um, I don't know, I, to be honest, I can't actually really, at this point in time, I can't quite recall what, yeah, exactly so, what he said. Yeah. But um, at the end of it, um, <laughs> he said to me, he's like, you understood the script. And he said that in like the most offhanded way, but that was like yeah. the biggest fucking compliment. Like yeah, I, I, yeah. I grinned just like Luna Park. I was like, fuck yeah. Like that was the compliment that I'd been, that I'd been gunning yeah, for. Yeah. And I was grinning from ear, from ear to ear. And then he says to me, and he, he says to me, for God's sake, fucking talk to somebody. And I was like, oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So that was my, that was my experience. No, no, that's fantastic, man. And um, just hearing you say and talk about this in depth, obviously we've, spoken about a lot of things in depth over the years <laughs> yeah. um and and you've let go a lot of things but um this is definitely a time that i think and especially the growth period from what you've just spoken about from your first larry moss class to your second one but the growth as a person and the balanced mm. nature of your mindset if if ever a time as a performer that's uh yeah i think i think you, you you seem like you're in a very balanced state now like you, you're getting to a point where you're understanding yourself a lot more you're understanding as a person and what you're trying to do and what you would like to do yeah. in your life and it's translating across in your performances as a as a performer yeah um and the characters you're playing and you're taking on challenging roles and maybe walking away with it with something learning things from yourself and actually you know, being more satisfied with what you're doing with, I, I would say in times before you're probably pretty harsh on yourself, which we all can be as a performer. And I know that hundred yeah. percent as myself, I'm my own worst critic, you know, and, um, man, there's a lot of growth here in what you just said, especially that first story with Larry, um, that, that was terrific, man. And, um, Thank you. I think you're in a good place now with what you're moving, moving forward with, um, with your life and with your future as yeah. a, as a performer and a, as a man, you know, and, yeah. and I'm excited for you and excited to see what you're going to do with your future. And I'm, I'm really excited to see Western culture obviously as yeah. well. But, um, can I, can I just say, uh, thanks very much for like listening to that. Cause like, I know it's, um, there's a lot of information to, to take in, but uh, I just want to say thanks very much for like inviting me on and like listening. Um, cause yeah, no, I, yeah, I know it's not, it's not something you can like really bring up in like casual conversation, but, um, no. No, thank you. And, and, but I think that's, uh, that's the beauty of, uh, the podcast or this podcast is that performers or anyone that's listened to us can, can take something away from that. I know yeah, I have just do. listening to you, man. Um, I feel more relaxed than what <laughs> I've done, which is, um, which is odd to say and see and yeah, but that's just what the beauty of these things are. You're getting information, you're getting really real life stories from people that are real and yeah. are being real on this. And that's the whole idea of it is that this is completely unedited unscripted it's just casual conversation that's going along and we're talking about your journey and, and mine and how we relate to and how our worlds collide you know within this industry and within this life that we're all you know living yeah. along with so and that's the beauty of it as a performer but um is there anything else you would like to leave with or or say or um 
Oh, not really, to be honest. Yeah. Um, no, I've, I've recently started up a business as a as a hypnotherapist. So um, yeah, I figure I might as well give a plug for the yeah. uh, masterkeyhypnosis.com.au. Uh, there you go. That's, my, that's my business. I've been training for about two years as a, as a hypnotist. All mind stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I just, um, yeah, I, I think I just basically want to end this with like, I think, I think Brisbane need, needs people who who are passionate about their craft and like passionate. Yeah, I know. I just, I, I really want to see the Brisbane arts scene, uh, particularly with film and especially with theatre. Like I really want to see that grow. I want to see more plays being put on. I want to be, I want to see more like really good actors uh, coming out of Brisbane. And I know I just want, uh, I just hope people can get like really excited about their acting. Cause I think it's a, I think it's a treasure, you know, mm. I think it's a wonderful thing to be able to call yourself an actor. And I know I, I want people to be proud, you know, be like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, now if any time is this, yeah. it's the most lucrative per se time and the most opportunic time yeah. to be doing this. I mean, with the pandemic, there's a blessing and a curse with it all and there's a lot of unfortunate things going on. But the best thing is there's a lot of productions coming here now because yeah. we can shoot and we're up and running. And um, it's awesome to be a part of that and, and to get on it. But um, now's the best time to, to do it. And um, your opportunities are there and they're one to seize right now. So yeah. use your power and use it wisely. But 100%, this, yeah. This, uh, we can all do together, you know, and, it, and and that's what we're all working together towards. So yeah. it's a beautiful thing. But thanks for coming on, brother. Oh, it's been a pleasure, man. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Dan. Thanks. Righto, guys, that's us. We're out. Right. Thanks very much. Woo, we did it. Another podcast in the can. And I promise I will not do that again. Absolutely thrilling conversation. Really, really fascinating stuff, uh, especially everything that Andrew was speaking about, his his personal breakthroughs and his performance breakthroughs that he did with the Larry Moss workshop. I just sat there just taking it all in. I hope you guys really enjoyed it because I know I got a lot from it and his performance. I think, uh, yeah, we all know what it takes to strip everything down and build ourselves back up. So there was a lot of that throughout the podcast. And um, we all know that as performers, it's just part of the job. Absolutely love what we're doing with the podcast. Guys, I really, really appreciate you listening. I hope you're loving the content. A lot more to come. We're going to keep doing it. New year, new logo. Please subscribe, follow us, like, share, anything you can do to help promote the podcast and keep it up. I, you know, I'll be forever grateful for that. And we're just going to keep doing it, you know. New year, let's do this. Let's get it. Let's go, team.